the headlines uh, have got this kind of stuff going on. It makes it difficult. In a volunteer department, you have trying to have credibility, again, for funding and other types of activities, and you know, it certainly doesn't help. Another case, um, the um, Kansas City, Missouri Fire Department has been you know, in the headlines uh, last two years on a fatal apparatus accident case. And, uh, you know, that case recently settled, but there's a, there's a lot of side litigation that goes on with these uh, types of cases. And this, this case is no different. And it, it's a little bit too complicated for me to address uh, just sort of quickly, but I, I direct you to that uh, story about that and uh, some of the some of the lawsuits that have um, sort of uh, flowed from that case. The three people killed in the accident. There are three separate lawsuits filed, uh, and now there's a fourth lawsuit filed, um, potentially costing the city uh, upwards, I believe it's $32 million. So they've already settled uh, three of the suits for $1.8 million, um, but the final suit... Um, May very well cost the city 32 million. So um, we've got a uh, another case uh, out of Pennsylvania. Uh, firefighter, um, let's see, it was a uh, uh, Pennsylvania woman uh, who uh, died from COVID has filed a lawsuit against the local fire department, um, alleging that the firefighters uh, or the responders um, failed to treat and transport someone with COVID. This would have been. I don't know if it was the height of the COVID problem. It was January of 2021. So my recollection is that's right around when the first batch of vaccines were being given and we were seeing a very high prevalence of uh, COVID at the time. And uh, she felt that uh, the medics should have uh, offered to transport you know, the, the EMTs. They were, they were not medics, they are EMTs, but uh, they should have offered to transport her and um, they they didn't. In fact, they, they recommended that she go by private vehicle. So um, it's not the only case that we've seen like that. We've seen a number of them. And, I, I, you know, I, I think back to that time, and I think we were all kind of on our heels uh, when it came to COVID. And, um, you know, many departments were talking people out of going to the emergency room. And, I, and I, you know, I think that there was a, you know, good reason to do that early on before hospitals were fully um, ready for what was about to confront us. And uh, But what we're seeing, I, I've got probably five or six lawsuits, very, very similar fact patterns where folks with COVID um, were not handled in a real uh, a way that we'd like to see them handled. And, you know, unfortunately that, uh, you know, resulted in someone's death and uh, we've got some uh, litigation as far as that goes. Um, let's see what else. Let's kind of go back to uh, to last week. Boy, la last week was was quite a week as well. Um, there's a case out in New York. Uh, fire, uh, female firefighter alleging that uh, she had been sexually assaulted in the firehouse. Um, we've got um, a, a really important decision by the Washington State Supreme Court on some of the immunity protection that fire departments have and, and really kind of cutting back somewhat um, on the immunity that fire departments have, uh, in, in particular on EMS emergencies. Uh, that case um, involved a uh, gentleman who was having um, what appears to have been a, a heart attack and, um, or, or uh, let's see there, um, yeah, he was having some sort of uh, 
some sort of um, uh, heart attack in. The um, this, the, uh, fire, the dispatcher took, a, took the phone call from the man's wife, um, gave the proper address, dispatched units to the proper address. Uh, units um, somehow uh, ended up at, at the wrong address. In Providence, where I you know, spent most of my time, we call that a misrun, uh, where you go to the wrong address. And uh, so they had a misrun here. It delayed them somewhere around 14 minutes uh, and when they arrived, they, you know, they had a, they had a code, and uh, they worked the code. Uh, the gentleman uh, did survive, but he had some brain, um, he had some pretty significant um, permanent injuries as a result of, and I'll, I'll quote, uh, brain damage due to lack of oxygen. So uh, we've got that lawsuit, and um, the city tried to allege that they had immunity protection from this, um, not per se immunity, it's called the public duty doctrine, but basically that they would not, they should not be held liable because of this public duty doctrine. And uh, the Supreme Court really cut back, the uh, Washington State Supreme Court really cut back on that one. So really a kind of an unfortunate decision for fire departments in Washington State. It really doesn't have much significance outside of Washington State, but we hate to see it when courts um, don't give us rulings that protect fire departments but also protect the taxpayers, because ultimately it's, it's not going to be the firefighters that end up paying uh, the damages here. It's, it's going to be the taxpayers. And, so uh, at any rate, that case doesn't say that the firefighters were negligent and responsible, but it does say that uh, they're not going to get an early get-out-of-jail-free card. They're going to have to go now uh, forward, and there'll have to be an assessment as far as um, whether or not what they did was negligent. You know, they're, they're going to the wrong address was negligent. If it was negligent, uh, did that negligence cause this gentleman's uh, injuries? And that's another, that, you know, it may, may seem that it's pretty cut and dry that the lack of response uh, caused the injuries, but they're going to have to prove that, um, you know, to a reasonable degree of medical certainty. So um, that that will continue to be uh, an open question. Uh, another case out of uh, Denver, interesting case uh, with a firefighter having been terminated for making uh, offensive comments, actually a fire lieutenant. Um, so. Uh, you know, it would seem like there there could be some First Amendment issues. We don't know, you know, everything that he had said. Some of the things that he said are pretty edgy. Uh, but um, and I, I can quote from some of the news articles. I don't have any formal documentation on the case, but uh, you know, apparently he said uh, the Holocaust never happened. Slaves were lucky to be brought to the United States, and Hitler was a better person than Abraham Lincoln. So uh, he ended up being terminated for those uh, for those comments, and um, I believe my understanding is that there were some other ones that were offensive. And uh, so, uh, you know, whether or not we'll see a First Amendment lawsuit coming out, uh, you know, over that will time will tell. Um, really troubling case out of Illinois. We got a couple of uh, EMTs who were charged with murder. Uh, in the death of a patient. Um, this is one of those position, positional asphyxia um, allegations where the, the medics um, positioned the gentleman who was uh, at the time giving police a hard time. And the, the police actually, from what um, 
we know publicly about it, the police actually were handling him better than uh, the medics did. But once the medics got on scene, they, again, according to the allegations, we don't know for sure, but um, they could position him face down on the gurney, gurney strapped him in, uh, and that that um, uh, resulted in compressional, and I'm going to quote here from the coroner's report, resulted from uh, resulted in compressional and positional asphyxia due to uh, prone face-down restraint on a paramedic transportation cot slash stretcher by tightened stripes, uh, straps across his back. So um, they're facing murder charges, first-degree murder charges, which um, is about as serious as it gets in the United States. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it, uh, how it comes out. Possibly it can be plea bargained uh, if, if the evidence supports a homicide in this case. Possibly it can be plea bargained down. But, you know, society is pretty uh, intolerant of uh, in-custody deaths these days, as, uh, you know, many of the headline cases. And there was a racial component to this. I'm not, I'm not sure what the race of the medics were. But um, there was, uh, you know, there is a racial component. I know the NAACP, the local branch of the NAACP is involved. And uh, I'll, I'll quote from the, um, you know, from what they said. And this is um, the president of the Springfield branch of the NAACP. I believe the EMTs were treating the patient rougher because he was black. Um, it was hostile to see the video of how he was treated now. The police officers had body cam video of this, um, you know, the um, interaction with the medics and then certainly the strapping of the gentleman to the, to the gurney. Um, and again, quoting again from the uh, uh, president of the Springfield branch, the NAACP, they literally threw the patient's hands behind him, strapped him down. He couldn't move if he wanted to, and he's face down. They didn't show any compassion whatsoever to this individual, he should be alive today. And the NAACP, in a really kind of unusual move, actually complimented the police officers um, for doing what they could to help uh, save this gentleman's life. Uh, but, um, you know, I guess the, uh, the medics are the ones that are really uh, being called into scrutiny uh, in this. So, um, you know, I, I guess maybe uh, a quick way of explaining this all is, is that there's no shortage of uh, intersection of fire and emergency services and our legal system. Okay, that, that you know, I know my uh, my life has been spent um, as a firefighter all of my adult life since I was 16 as a firefighter, and most of my adult life, 30, last 37 years or so, uh, have been spent spent as an attorney, and um, I am amazed every day at, uh, you know, the cases that come down in the intersection between the fire service and, uh, and law. So uh, I think I don't see anyone uh, having called in. I've got a switchboard here, and, yeah, we've got no callers calling in. And I believe Chip and, and I think John Murphy, or possibly John wasn't going to make it, but um, perhaps uh, they had uh, sent some emails back and forth, and uh, you know they they didn't make it. But at any rate, we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this up, uh, and that'll do it for another edition of Fire Service Court Radio.